Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off with, shall I say, a bit of positive news. Uh, the most anticipated women's fight of all time between bitter rivals Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall will take place on the rescheduled date this Saturday, October 15th at the O2 Arena. That's in London, England. And it will be available on ESPN Plus for audience in, in the U.S., by the way. Shields will bring the WBA, WBC, and IBF middleweight titles into the showdown against Marshall and her WBO strap. In an event promoted by Boxer, that's B-O-X-X-E-R, and Salita Promotions in association with Hennessy Sports. Shields will look to avenge the only loss of her storied career, an amateur defeat at the hands of Marshall in 2012, which kicked off the rivalry and war of words that continues to this very day. The co-main event of the historical women fight guard is about presented in association with top rank, which will see the WBO and IBF world champion Michaela Mayer and WBC champion Alicia Baumgartner face off in a unification bout in the 130-pound division. All of this will be the subject of discussion by our new host, Holly Donovan, uh, this Friday. And I invite you to visit her and her show uh, coming up on Talk and Fight as she really gets into this in great detail. Let's move along to another fight that's taking place that exact same night. Shall we say headlined by a couple of male heavyweights that may or may not have seen their day. Let's have a quick look here. Former WBC heavyweight world champion and boxing superstar, put that in air quotes, Deontay the Bronze Bomber wildcard will take on top-rated Robert the Norwich Nightmare Hellenius. In a 12-round WBC heavyweight title eliminator between the ferocious punchers in the main event of a Fox Sport uh, pay-per-view event, as I said, on Saturday, October 15th, which is to take place, by the way, in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, just outside of uh, New York City, in a PBC event. We all know that uh, Wilder has had a great history of uh, knocking fellas out. He's got 42 wins, two losses, one draw, and 41 of those wins came by way of knockout. And he's on a mission to be blunt, to become a two-time world champion uh, in the heavyweight division, uh, following a, a reign that included 10 title defenses. But as we know, he got crunched, unfortunately, by uh, Tyson Fury. Now, Hellenius, for his part, is 30 and 3 with 19 knockouts and he stamped himself as one of the world's best heavyweights with consecutive stop and wins over the previously unbeaten adam kaunaki including october 21 2021 six round technical knockout win uh over kaunaki in helenia's last outing he's uh he's out of sweden fighting out of uh, finland by the way and it says established himself as one of europe's top heavyweights prior to making his u.s debut in 2019 anyway Point is, he's 38 years old, might be past his prime. Yet, with one clean hit to Wilder's head, that will be the end of Mr. Wilder as well, quite frankly. As I've discussed many times on Talk and Fight on many different shows, but also a co-feature on this particular card, we're going to see, that's if we're not watching the women, uh, we're going to watch uh, former IBF uh, super middleweight champ uh, Caleb Plant who faces two-time WBC super middleweight champion, Anthony Durrell. It's it's a, it's going to be a good fight, but I, I think uh, in terms of numbers, I think we're going to see an awful lot of people tune into the women. 
uh, as opposed to the men, despite the names that are being uh, brought into this card for the Barclays Center show, as I said, on Saturday night. Alrighty, on that same night, elsewhere, courtesy of Jeter Promotions, on October 15th, they're, uh, they're going to go to uh, the hall at live inside the live casino hotel in Maryland with an incredible night of boxing that will be headlined by an eight round bout featuring Elijah Pierce taking on Daron Williams for the WBC silver super bantamweight title. Um, it's luckily it's sold out. It's going to be a great local show and it's going to be a great fight. Uh, that headliner, by the way, but there are other other uh, guys who we've mentioned on Talk and Fight. I think I'll make mention of them quickly. Uh, Joseph uh, Vizi takes on Rashad Kilpatrick. Anthony Williams going toe-to-toe against Derek Van. Brandon Chambers going toe-to-toe against Vit Y. Uh, Manasbury Conde is taking on Brandon Clark. Yakim Hutcherson is taking on Ernest Hall. Uh, Ahmed Muhammad Jones going up against Connie Bur- Burnside. Uh, Dwayne Holmes. Fighting Ronsley uh, Washington III, Francois Scarborough Jr. Going up against Apollinar Lopez, uh, Stacy Selby, uh, taking on Maurice Anthony. And finally, Jeffrey Yu is going to take on a debutante, Mateo Diaz out of Boise, Idaho. Anyway, so uh, that, I don't think that uh, that fight will be on uh, any television or online no, it doesn't look like it is being live streamed. But anyway, uh, more than enough to take in on that uh, October 15th evening. And we're all going to be glued to, oh my goodness, there's another fight on October 15th. The popular Rosemount Rumble series continues on Saturday night, October 15th at the Parkway Sports Bank Sports Complex in Rosemont, Illinois. And this card is promoted by Hits Boxing. Uh, looks like their headliner. Super middleweight, William Langston is going to take on undefeated Caleb Hernandez. Uh, in an eight-round rematch, Jimmy Quiter takes on Simon Edward Butner in a super middleweight fight. There are plenty of other, uh, looks like, all-male card. And uh, tickets are still available. And courtesy of Eventbrite. Quick, uh, quick quote from promoter Bobby Hitz. Good luck to him. We are very excited about this card on Saturday. We are showcasing six terrific super middleweight fighters. All of these fighters are of quality. And over the next year or so, I can see us mixing and matching these guys to determine the next great super middleweight from Chicago while making great fan-friendly fights between all of them. Great words out of promoter Bobby Hitz. And, and as I said, good luck to him and uh, his combatants on October 15th. All right, coming up uh, down the road, we have fast-rising blue-chip prospect Isaiah Steen. And he looks to slingshot himself up the super middleweight ranks uh, when he takes on power puncher Sene Akbiko. And that's taking place on Friday, October 21st, to be shown on Showtime at 9.30 Eastern Time in the latest edition of Showbox, The New Generation. Fair enough. The telecast, by the way, features four undefeated prospects and six fighters with a combined record of 87-3-2. And, and it's going to be taking place at the Bally's Atlantic City Casino and Resort, the site of the first show box 
show 21 years ago and the second time in two months i might add uh, so let's have a quick look here elsewhere on that fight the co-feature will uh, match up sean hemphill 14 and 0 against david stevens 11 and 0 um then we'll see uh, an opener between marquise taylor 12 and 1 and 2 taking on undefeated marlon harrington 8 and 0 uh, and in the telecast will be the highlights of an intriguing eight-round clash between undefeated heavyweight prospect moses johnson 8-0-1 seven knockouts and four-time oregon golden gloves champion elvis garcia 12 and 0. so there are some heavyweight names to look out for carl and uh, tickets for this event are being promoted by Salida Promotions, our friends out of Detroit. Uh, Hall of Famer Barry Tompkins calls the action from ringside. And veteran combat sport reporter and morning combat host Brian Campbell and former world champion Raul Marquez are serving as expert analysts with Hall of Famer uh, Steve Fahoud uh, performing unofficial scoring duties. Showbox the next, th sorry, Showbox the new generation is produced by Gordon Hall with Richard Gaughan producing and Rick Phillips directing. Good stuff out of uh, Showbox, and we look forward to seeing that. Coming up, we're going to see a series of heavyweights. I promise some additional news out of the U.S. for my good friend Carl. Undefeated Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Quinton Sumter, 5-0, three knockouts in the heavyweight division, has been preparing a long time for his expected breakout fight on October 29th against Jeremiah Dreamland Milton, 6-0, with five knockouts in a six-round bout. And this is taking place on the Jake Paul Anderson Silva undercard. And that's uh, the Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Something, by the way, was originally slated to fight Milton this past August on the Paul Hasim Rahman Jr. pay-per-view card at the famed Madison Square Garden, but the entire card was canceled because Rockman couldn't make the, make the agreed-upon weight. Sumter may still be fighting Milton, however. He'll be traveling to Arizona instead of the Big Apple. <laughs> Good for him. I look forward to seeing the outcome of that fight. Someone's going to lose their O and move up the rankings. Speaking of heavyweights, not from the UK, heavyweight Joey... Dawijko, who I mentioned last week, and I equally had enough trouble pronouncing his name, uh, won his second bout in five weeks as he as he won a six-round unanimous decision over Terrell Jamal Woods. That was the headline uh, bout at the Parks Casino taking place just outside of Pen uh, Pe uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As you might recall, this is being promoted by Joe Hans Promotions. Um, Dawidjko, he's out of Philadelphia, and he won by scores of 59-55 twice and 58-56, and he's now sporting a 23-10-4 record. Uh, Woods out of Forest City, Arkansas, is now 28-54-9. and nine. Uh, In other uh, fights, uh, D'Angelo Fuentes thought previously undefeated Kevin Ford in a featherweight bout, and uh, Dion Butt won a razor-thin six-round unanimous decision over Juan De La Cruz Rodriguez in their super lightweight contest. We had other, uh, okay, I'll mention their names. Brendan O'Callaghan won a unanimous decision over Jeremiah Kendrick in their super welterweight contest. Uh, Soslan Obrov needed just 73 seconds to take care of um, 
Safardine Mazai in their scheduled four-rounder. That was a welterweight bout. Uh, Boris Nade uh, stepped Hakeem Smith in their lightweight bout. Uh, Joaquin Humbert made a successful pro debut with a four-round unanimous decision over Aaron Nemones in their welterweight battle. And uh, that pretty well wraps us up. Uh, oh, Joe Hand says he uh, is returning to the 23-under arena in Philadelphia on Saturday, October 29th with a big night of boxing. That will be headlined by South Philly's undefeated heavyweight, Sonny Kanto. Oh, yet another American heavyweight. All right, here we go. Last news item of the day, and it comes out of England and is regarding the heavyweight division. And who would it be concerning? Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, who were attempting via social media to negotiate themselves a battle of Britain. It fell apart. Anyway, uh, Tony Ballou, a cruiserweight champ in, uh, in the WBC, said, uh, you know, to be honest, the writing has been on the wall from the very start. It's pretty clear that Fury didn't want this fight to happen. And I don't think he thought that AJ would agree to all the terms and dates put in front of him, but he did. And in response to that, Fury did whatever it took to stop this fight, yet blame Joshua and his team. It's ridiculous that Fury is saying that AJ was wasting his time over the last four years when it was Fury who pulled out of the last fight due to his agreement with Wilder. Joshua was ready to go ahead. He has all to prove and nothing to lose, so there's little point for him to back down. Furthermore, fitness-wise, AJ is a machine. He doesn't need any warm-up fight. He's, he's good to do whenever. He's always in shape, and he always wants the next best and biggest possible challenge. And when the next biggest possible challenge is Tyson Fury, he wasn't going to shy away from that. But for some reason, Fury never truly wanted his fight. So whether it was a way to create headlines or something else, I don't know. But it was always a bit strange that Fury went for AJ, seeing that apart from his popularity, AJ hasn't gotten anything that Fury wants. If anything, it's the other way around. So this was purely about money and a big paycheck. But the fact that Fury was making a big song and dance about AJ purposely delaying signing the contract was questionable seeing that AJ has agreed to every single part of it. Yes, verbally, but everyone knows, including Fury, that AJ and his team wouldn't go back on that. And for Fury, that's dangerous. It's a game to play. It's not the first time Fury puts Joshua and his camp in a situation. And now, as it turns out, Fury is ramping up new headlines about how he'll never fight Joshua. It's all a bit silly. I genuinely think Fury's team thought AJ would be intimidated when called out by Fury as they didn't expect him to be up for it, especially after his defeats to Usyk. To be honest, he concludes, I'm not surprised about what happened and the fact this fight will never happen. It's a real shame as what a fight it would have been. But as many things in life it sounds, too good to be true, it probably is. The whole thing has been handled so badly too. It's a shame for the sport, especially as boxing has become more popular than ever. Well, boxing fans, that's it for another uh, series of headlines and stories here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate you joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. with Mike Warren, Cedric Ben on Knuckle Up. Thank you. <laughs>